Hi, this is David McNeil at DaddyOcast.com. I'm going to bring you a few comments on the second chapter of Colossians, that is, the second chapter of Paul the Apostle's epistle to the Colossians. These were Christians at Colossae, a little town somewhere in the western part of Turkey, and a place that Paul had never visited. But these Christians had believed in the gospel, and they were gathering together like we do. And like we, they weren't Jews. They were not included in the, the people of God. But by their faith in Christ, they were, uh, they had become members of the body of Christ, children of God. And Paul was concerned that they would be uh, solidly built up in Christ and to be free from the temptation that every religion has, and that is to write out a list and teach each other lists of things that we were supposed to do and all of the details of righteous living so that we would um, have a some kind of a, a book uh, or a list of things to do. And Paul was eager that though we have the words of his epistles and of the Old Testament to, to show Christ, we're not bound by law. We're not bound by teachings of men, and certainly not by the traditions of men. And so he was careful to point these new Christians, these Gentile Christians, to the person of Christ, Jesus of Nazareth, Jesus who had died on the cross, to point them to him and to remind them that in him were all of the benefits of their religion, all the benefits that God had to give to man were in Christ because all of the character of God, all the personality and the power of God were in Christ Jesus, in him bodily, the man Christ Jesus. The ver in verse uh, 9, Paul says, For in him, in Christ, dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Now that's something uh, that we would have all of God available in Christ. And he says also in verse 10, we are complete in him, complete in Christ Jesus, who is the head of all principality and power. So as, as Christ Jesus says in Matthew 28, 19, all power and authority has been granted me in heaven and in earth. And so he tells us we are to go forth and to teach and to baptize because we have in our faith in Christ, in Christ dwelling with us because he says he would be with us always, always to the end of the of this age. And Christ would be with us and in us. In Colossians 1, he says, in Christ in you, the hope of glory, Christ in you. So all of the power of God is in Christ, all of Christ that he can give us and is, uh, is in us by faith. And we have access to that authority and that power. And what power to live the godly life, not by the traditions of men, not by the teachings of men, and certainly not by the denial of uh, freedom. You can't do this. You can't drink this. You can't eat that. You got to show up over here on this holiday. You got to do this on this sacred day. All of those things were valid for a time, and they were shadows of things. The whole Old Testament, we have shadows of things, but the body is of Christ. In Hebrews, uh, Paul, or the writer of Hebrews, says that you know those 
those sacrifices in the Old Testament where they killed um, calves and, and, and lambs and rams and sheep, uh, they killed them and they, they, they shed their blood and they burned them on the altar and the smoke went up every day, every day. That was a shadow. The sin was not forgiven. Every day it had to go up. That was a shadow, a shadow, a shadow of the sacrifice of Christ, which happened once forever for the forgiveness of man. And so the many things that we see in the Old Testament, all the commandments are a shadow of Christ living in us. Certainly, we don't want to denigrate what God has said. And, and as David said of the Old Testament, and he said of the law, uh, let me see miracles in them. Let me see wonders in them. Let me see miracles in thy law. In Psalm 119. That is, we look through the law to Jesus, to know him and the power of his resurrection. And we are accounted members of the body of Christ, and we are counted sons of God, and we are counted heirs of this power uh, by our faith, and it is marked by baptism. He says by baptism we have the mark of the, where the Jews, the men of the children of Israel, had the mark of that covenant by the circumcision of their flesh, by this mark that they had on their bodies. They had the mark of their inclusion in the family of God and the people of God. We have this mark, the baptism by water of our bodies to mark before God and before man and before ourselves our decision to put the body aside, to accept the, the, bapti the death of Christ, to accept by baptism the death of Christ and our own death and the hope before God of the resurrection of the body and to make, as it says in 1 Peter, to make before God a plea from a clean, from a clean conscience. We've, by baptism, We've put off the body. We've admitted our sins. We ask for forgiveness. We stand before God with a clean conscience. And in Christ Jesus, we claim his, uh, his atonement, his payment for our sin. And we ask God to be taken into his family and to be resurrected at the time that Jesus is revealed. We just stand before, before God in our baptism. And when we come out of that water, we stand there and we're raised again as a figure of our eventual resurrection and our seeing Jesus and being translated into that world, the next world, the world to come. And all of that, that's our hope, and certainly not the elements of this world. He says the rudiments of this world. Certainly, we understand that we can get caught up in rules about eating, rules about drinking, rules about everything until we get into the rules and we forget what the reality is. And the reality is knowing Jesus. We know Jesus and we live a righteous life because we let him live in us. We believe in him. We call out to him. We call out to God in his name. We ask. We put our cares before him and we are carried along by the movement of the Holy Spirit in our heart because we look into Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. We do not bury our faith in our hearts, in rules, and in the law, and in the fear of death, 
and in the fear of being wrong. No, we are delivered because every law and ordinance has already been taken out of the way, rolled up in a scroll, and nailed to the cross. We are free, brothers and sisters. We're free to live a life of Christ Jesus in us, his spirit in us, his spirit in us, to bring us on to righteousness and eventually to the resurrection of our body and the life ever after. Amen.